You're listening to the Skylight Books Podcast. We're an independent, general interest bookstore putting great reads in the hands of people in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles. Hosted by resident Skylighters, we're here to bring you new and exciting author conversations, group reads, and bookseller chats. Happy listening. Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome back to the Skylight Books Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, and today we are so excited to welcome Eleanor Ritchie to talk about her new young adult graphic novel, Junk Wraith. Eleanor Ritchie loves bringing imaginary things to life, whether this be through some game concepts, comic art, or ink illustrations. When not thinking about comics, she loves thinking about animation, playing the clarinet, and pine trees and sunsets. She lives with her plants in a small studio apartment overlooking the Gothenburg Harbor in Sweden. Thanks so much for being here, Eleanor. Thank you. Um, I loved this so much. It was so fun. Um, I am so excited to talk to you about it. I'm very curious where the whole idea for a junk wraith started. Maybe you could define a junk wraith for us, for our listeners, and uh, give us a little background there. Mm, uh, junk wraith uh, could be described as a ghost. Uh, that is uh, um, uh, specific for one item that uh, belongs to any person. And uh, this item uh, is uh, a precious belonging to someone and the ghost is the kind of uh, memories tied to the item brought to life, uh, haunting uh, the person that uh, the belonging once born too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like uh, a bond there between the ghost and the once uh, owner of that belonging. So okay, and so where did where did this idea come from? I know the the book started out as a web comic, and then so how did you get from the idea for uh for this story to a web comic to a final book that everyone can hold in their hands. <laughs> uh, it's uh, kind of hard to pinpoint exactly when <laughs> I uh, got the idea. It's kind of a mix of uh, several themes that I enjoy. It's to kind of, uh, uh, um, I guess a lot of inspiration comes from playing games and kind of um, the whole concept of uh, um, uh, objects and an inventory mm -hmm. and having uh, yeah it's uh, kind of defining the things that belong to you and kind of uh, what makes them special and and also the whole uh, idea of uh, kind of exploring uh, um, just how uh, um, when you're kind of uh, under pressure from uh, parents or friends or anything like that, but it's actually something that you love doing, like a hobby, and mm -hmm. uh, then uh, kind of uh, uh, why uh, you're doing that kind of hobby and kind of, uh, uh, in this case, Florence, uh, the main character, um, uh, doesn't know if uh, she really likes skating or not and this object that she um, 
is tied to skating is her are her skates so um, uh, she wants to get rid of those and it's kind of how objects uh, and also the feeling of the um having to achieve things uh is the, are themes that kind of uh, i felt along the way of uh, growing up uh, as a twin also always comparing myself mm -hmm. with my twin and just kind of uh, that whole uh, uh, uh yeah so there are themes that i just kind of grew up with uh, thinking yeah. about and so came kind of natural that it was kind of a, a slow uh, kind of process of mixing things and uh, it slowly became this like, uh, comic and uh, I started it uh, when I went to comic school there's actually a school <laughs> where you can do <laughs> comics in Sweden uh, I did that after I uh, tried working with the games for a while but didn't really feel ready for it since I wanted to kind of uh, um, kind of explore narratives a little bit more I felt that yeah. I, I um, always want to work with stories and I always want to bring things to life and I um, wanted to animate but I don't really have the patience I think for it. <laughs> yeah, I can do small things but not nothing bigger and yes but like yeah. the comics can be a nice uh, middle ground for that and, and uh, I started with web comics since it's an easy way to kind of get motivated uh, meeting mm -hmm. others that uh, uh, they can read and you can get uh, response directly and it was fun trying it out I never continued do doing it after <laughs> a few episodes or a few uh, chapters of the comic that's all I did uh, until I kind of uh, waited a while and then I just, okay I always try to see if I can get it uh, published maybe like pitch it in and yeah. then top shelf <laughs> appear so and then so, I continued doing the comic. <laughs> so did you have an idea of how you wanted to uh, open up or expand Flo's world? Or did you have to kind of really sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to, I have to expand it now. So what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it was more like that. Uh, I kind of had an, uh, uh, so it's, uh, yeah, um, but I kind of had an idea, a loose idea, a feeling more uh, kind of, mm -hmm. of what I wanted. But uh, the scenarios weren't really fleshed out yet. So I had like a bullet uh, list kind of, uh, is the, okay, these things are uh, things I would like to have with, but I hadn't sketched them or anything. So it was, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I had to quickly make up for all the kind of ideas that were loose that I had told Top Shelf, like, okay, I, I want to do this, but I hadn't shown yet. So I got also motivated to, just, uh, that was a push to uh, really um, uh, flush it out. And um, it turned out sort of like how I thought it would, but uh, there were some, <laughs> <laughs> there were some uh, like uh, places there in the middle that were uh, the hardest, I think. Uh, but, I got help from both uh, them over there at Top Shelf and from my sister a lot also. Yeah. So. And did you, you mentioned, you know, a lot of these themes come from like feelings growing up and, you know, trying to deal with perfectionism and, um, and especially with a twin. 
and comparing yourselves and things like that. Did you always, were you always drawn to writing or creating for like a young adult audience? Or do you, do you think that you would also like to do things for more of an adult audience? Or are you more drawn to that teen YA sector? Um, I think I'm uh, naturally or kind of just uh, yeah. drawn <laughs> to the young adults because uh, uh, of the, uh, I guess, how important that part of life was. Uh, uh, I can still feel like I have a lot of me that uh, is still kind of. Uh, um indulging in that part of kind of yeah. uh, culture that I grew up or that I uh, took in at that age and is still kind of supportive to me like games and uh comics and stuff like that and um but uh, uh there are several uh, I think I'm I'm definitely uh, in the mood to do uh, uh I have done like smaller very short uh like comics uh, about just uh, everyday life and that uh, I feel doesn't have to specifically be for any audience and so uh, Junkrate is a fictional uh, work in that I think mm -hmm. maybe that's uh, kind of when you have to create a world and that whole endeavor it felt yeah. easier to do it uh, in a more playful manner and uh, just uh, escapism in itself is uh, uh, you have to kind of exist in a world that, or when you're working with it, you have to exist in a world that you enjoy being in, in a way. Yeah, uh, Spending of time, uh, your <laughs> mind spends a lot of time in that world, so it felt like I wanted to create something that kind of, that I can enjoy too, that uh, if I ever do any adult uh, or um, work of fiction, or work of uh, kind of comic uh, Yeah. Work, I think it would be more autobiographical stuff if I did it for an adult uh, uh, or yeah, any sort of audience. Uh, it feels like that would be just a natural transition there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and especially with, I mean, if you're if you're building a world even more so, I'd say than with just a a novel with words. If you're drawing that world too, you're gonna want to want to exist in it it's got to yeah. be something that you want to be if, if you're if you're listening to the words and you're looking at it you're very much immersed in it and so on that end too can you tell us a little bit about how you the whole process of putting it together you mentioned that you put some bullet points together for top shelf like narrative wise of places you wanted to go when you expanded but how what's the process of putting a graphic novel together do you draw first and then write the narrative do you write the narrative and then build out the world around it a little bit of both <laughs> mm, uh it feels like i go through a lot of uh, writing down and doing the same things over and over again and it's like a wish list sort of but uh i definitely um what I did was uh, something in between a thumbnail and uh, drawing or kind of writing at the same time, just taking a kind of a, a digitally, and it uh, doesn't have to be digital, of course, but that's how I did it. Uh, yeah. Photoshop and just with a kind of a chunky brush uh, and a small canvas, just doing 
uh, quick rough drafts of the each page just to get a flow of the each, uh, like the uh, trying things out, like maybe 10 pages at a time is building it slowly <laughs> from the start <laughs> to the end. I, I'm not uh, that uh, super visionary where I can start with the end and then uh, hopefully uh, tie it up. Uh, I, I have to kind of build it uh, from the start. start um, at least when it comes to actually uh, um, like uh, building the narrative, then there can be small scenes that I have, but that will be loose sketches mostly. Um, but I'm uh, just as much a visual person as a writing person, so I have to do it at the same time, I think. Uh, yeah. And then we talked about it a, a little bit, but I was curious who who came first in this idea flow or the junk wraith. So the, like the ideas, it seems like the idea for the junk wraith was always kind of bouncing around and it became this idea of themes that you were familiar mm -hmm. with. Um, but then was there was there always a a girl who had it was a little bit of a chicken or the egg <laughs> question, like which, which came first or did they come together or how mm. how did those ideas come? I guess the junk rate came first and then Florence kind of, or Flo uh, kind of, um, or uh, like uh, the specifics of Flo came later, like, uh, um, the skates and mm -hmm. um, yeah, her design and <clears throat> everything like that. But the idea of the junk race came first, I think. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, it's a it's a hard question, but uh, yeah. Um, and then, did you have any? Did you have anything that surprised you while you were making the book? Did you either kind of learn anything about yourself or learn? new skills during the process that you know you'll take with you on your next project or any fun discoveries mm. yeah uh, it's the something that i never really thought of uh, as i drew it was how much space it takes uh, panel wise each panel mm -hmm. to draw uh, action scenes and that's still something that's just oh I, I'm blown away by when I read uh, manga or uh, uh -huh. you know, uh, other more action-packed uh, or at least uh, that's common in manga at least uh, the very airy kind of storytelling and I had a teacher at comic school that drew manga and she told me like oh I have to like uh, double the, <laughs> the, frame. the page count yeah the, just the make it breathe uh, airier uh, and um, that's kind of something that uh, was uh, kind of a mind-opening experience, just noticing how better, much better the pacing became when I gave, uh, maybe that's that in general, like uh, giving a scene just air. And I mm -hmm. still feel like uh, like some of the scenes would, wouldn't uh, wouldn't do any harm to give them even more air. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's uh it's uh done so but um uh, that was uh, something i learned along the way and you mentioned that the the middle was 
a little bit of a difficult part to work through. Were there any other, uh, or could you expand on that a little bit or what were some of the more difficult parts of making the book where you struggled a little bit? Mm, I guess it's, uh, I always kind of uh, enjoy ours and uh, um, the stories in general is the kind of uh, uh, the montages and I like also uh, before like the uh, prologue is how something yeah. becomes something else and then I always find it hard to kind of uh, when you step into the actual <laughs> uh, the actual problem and trying to get somewhere like uh, here when uh, Florence has to uh, enter the recovery cave and that mm -hmm. whole uh, uh, kind of um, step into um, discovering new things and just how to make that interesting. It was hard. Uh, it was hard not making it too much of a, um, like uh, going through just, uh, okay, this happens, this happens without having a, a urgency or a kind of feeling of uh, um, like uh, there's some, um, it's hard uh, not uh, wanting to make, um, or you want it to be clear, but you don't want to add too much mystery, but you have to, I don't know, it was, it's kind of an um, invisible kind of um, um, energy there that is it's hard to kind of keep up. Uh, yeah. I, I still think I need to kind of understand <laughs> <laughs> like, why it was so hard to do that in the middle part. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was a section there where I took away a character also. They just didn't uh, bring anything and instead uh, uh, made, uh, there, was no, like, there was another robot that wanted help, but then I made uh, Frank, uh, the little Juju, uh, the one that wanted to help Florence. Then start to feel useless and became or I guess I'm uh, spoiling things now but, I know I'm like yeah. I was just about to ask you about Frank too because he's yeah. so cute <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah so uh, there were things that uh, I changed just to kind of uh, tie it more together and make the characters that already were in the story more uh, to develop them more and, yeah so it made it a little easier to just narrow it down a bit and then which parts were the most fun? Where did you have the most fun in in creating this world and putting it all together? Um, it was, uh, I like montages, so it was fun yeah. with the, the kind of, uh, when she has to learn uh, the whole, uh, um, like uh, how to uh, the uh, defeat bonding, the Junkrat. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. the bonding and, and uh, also, uh, I, uh, just when uh, uh, I remember feeling like I had gotten into the story uh, uh, in uh, right in episode two uh, when she uh, is going to sleep and she's talking with her Jojo. I remember feeling like I uh, felt like the characters had come to life and uh, or inside my head at least and, <laughs> and it was kind of a nice feeling of just uh, like, wow, okay, now I have finally done the first chapter and I can just yeah. put that aside for a while and just try to continue on. Um, 
and I could go to sleep sort of with the character and just wake <laughs> up to another day and kind of yeah. was a nice feeling just to, uh, that uh, having that moment <laughs> with the characters there. Um, Are there any special like Easter eggs or little hidden details that you put into the book that you hope people find or recognize <laughs> uh, and then point mm. out and you can say, oh yeah, I put that in there, you found it. I um I drew in my boyfriend <laughs> as one of the I think he is the only one that knew. Uh, maybe my sister can find him too or someone else. Uh, but uh, uh yeah, and uh, like uh, one of the small characters inside the town once uh, uh Duchamp the uh the agent is talking yeah. in this uh, intercom thing, or yeah, the juju. Um, uh, he uh, uh, used to pan over the city a little, and you can see, you can see him there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the only, that's the only Easter egg. I don't think I have a. I thought of putting in more, but oh, I didn't uh, really know how to do it. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, what would what would you want to say to? Uh, Anyone who reads the book who who connects with Florence and feels that they have like a similar story, which I think all of us do. We all remember that part of our lives, even if we're still in it, where we are dealing with perfectionism, trying to live up to people's expectations, deciding if this thing that we've been doing forever is something we actually really like, um, especially since this is a a story that you've geared towards young adults those are all things they're dealing with and I young adult graphic novels have become easily one of my favorite genres because they I mean we're, we're all still dealing with those those themes as adults and it's it's a nice reminder and they're always really fun heartwarming stories so if you have any advice for those kids who still feel that way yeah. and pick this book up well, um, yeah, I think that uh, I definitely should uh, um, try to understand the reason behind uh, why you do, uh, like, uh, just try to evaluate, like, what, uh, why you do things, like, for who, who's reason, uh, uh, you know, why do do it and just kind of um, um, just uh, zoom out there and just uh, try to get a good picture of it and just uh, have fun with the things that you want to do and also just with social media and that is easy to uh, I can feel like perfectionism uh, there's a lot of just um, comparing yourself with the others mm -hmm. since you have an idea of what um, you could be and yeah. just uh, how social media is kind of like uh, um, always reminding you of so many people and you kind of, uh, uh, it's easy to uh, uh, think of uh, everyone at the same time and forgetting that everyone uh, that like put up a picture from their day or like share something from their lives is often the best of themselves and 
we can forget that everyone has bad days sometimes and everyone has uh, uh, yeah and they everyone struggles <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. hard to kind of uh, and sometimes you forget that when you're like scrolling through instagram or something like that and you're like washed over with perfect uh images of things and i just have to kind of remember that that's not everything um so that's a hard thing to do but uh, i think yeah. it's very important because uh, uh, it's so easy to kind of uh, paint up a picture of uh, like a false image of uh, like a reality that is always perfect, which is not uh, so. Yeah, and then <laughs> I think that would be yeah. And then any advice for for kids who want to draw, who want to tell stories and and draw their own comics? What would you tell them? Mm just uh, read a lot and just uh, try out things, uh, copy, uh, dare to copy and, and also uh, um, just uh, the, the first pages are always really, really hard. I redid the first pages so many times and I think that's the first really hard step of doing a narrative. Once you get into it, yeah, it will come to you, but uh, um and don't be afraid also of asking for help and <laughs> letting other people read it uh, when you feel ready for it of course but uh um yeah just to share your things uh, that's when it happens <laughs> um, so and then i know that you are probably so relieved that you have finished your book and that it is going to be out in the world but are you working on anything new? Are you gonna write another book, draw another story that you're working on? <laughs> I uh, don't have anything at the moment, but I am. Uh, uh, I definitely feel uh, uh, inspired to try out new narratives uh, in the coming years. Maybe I, I think I have to give it a year <laughs> or two just to kind of. Uh, process yeah this, it's uh, uh been a lot uh, to work with but um yeah it would be fun to uh, uh try out something maybe something a little bit shorter <laughs> next time <laughs> but uh, it would be fun uh i'll get back to uh, to or to uh, <laughs> the world <laughs> until uh, about uh, a new project when it appears um, Yep. Well, we can't wait for that. And we will be waiting, anticipating whatever you do next. But we are so excited about Junk Wraith and to have it on our shelves and to get it into our customers' hands. I am so excited about it. Um, and thank you so much again to our guest, Eleanor Ritchie, for sharing Junk Wraith with us, her new YA graphic novel that you can get at Skylight Books or you can order your copy online at skylightbooks.com. Thank you so much for chatting with me, Eleanor. Thank you, it was fun. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. 
Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.